Hi, this is Bill Corbett, author of the book Love, Limits, and Lessons. Thanks for downloading and listening to this podcast titled Eight Tips for Happier Holidays with Kids. It's actually part three of an interview I did with Karen and Ken, the hosts of the show Community Connections on WAPJ Talk Radio out of Torrington, Connecticut. They asked me for some advice that I could pass on to parents on how to enjoy the holidays more with kids. I've broken the interview down into three parts. Each one lasts about 15 minutes in duration, and you're about to hear the final segment. In it, I share the last three tips for a happier holiday with kids. Number six is set realistic expectations for your kids. Remember, they're little. They get easily frustrated um, <laughs> because we live in a microwave world where we can do anything we want, get anything we want, whenever we want it, and, and as fast as we want it. So we live in that kind of world where ki- kids aren't like that. Get, they get easily frustrated, which means one thing that makes it difficult, kids don't transition well from one moment to another. So we have to be patient with them and not expect them to be perfect little angels everywhere you go. They are going to get tired. They are going to throw fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to like, uh, they're not going to want to sit with grandma, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and so stop forcing her to sit with grandma when she tells you grandma smells and don't, uh, you have to sit with grandma. So be realistic about your expectations for, for Christmas, for events, right. um, for what you, you know, stop trying to force a round peg into a square hole at Christmas time. That's, you know kids. what, I think that's yeah. something really that you know people don't consider i mean you know like you say it's like you have to because it's grandma and you should do this like that you know what you have to take into consideration their feelings you know what i mean and they're only this old and they you know can only tolerate someone i mean how i know how i am now that i'm old and tired and you know what i mean and and ugly at like six o'clock at night i'm just like forget it you know what i mean and so you got to take into consideration they're tired too maybe at the end of the day and they don't want to sit through this too that's something that i think sometimes we kind of just put out and they just should sit there uh, as parents we feel that they should sit there with their hands folded you know perfectly yeah hmm very good. All right, now number seven. <laughs> number seven, uh, create the reverence of new traditions. And you kind of alluded that to before. You create new stuff with your family. Um, just, And I understand we kind of do what was done to us as kids. We kind of continue on traditions, but create new ones. One of the things that happened to me is... You know, back when my kids were little, I got sick and tired of uh, New England snow and uh, in-laws and things like that, and I packed my family up, and we actually moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Now, that's a little extreme. <laughs> a little extreme. <laughs> it was on Christmas Day, and we just moved. <laughs> and I moved down there, and we suddenly discovered we had no family. We were so used to going. Uh, so Christmas was like opened wide open for us, and the first thing we did was our first Christmas there. We actually went on Christmas Eve, we went to a stage play of the Christmas Christmas Carol that was on stage in Nashville. We noticed the city did different things. They did things differently. It's not really often that you find a stage play in New England on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Everything's yeah. shutting down. Yeah. Well, in Nashville, things are a lot different because it's you know Music City. It's the whole. So we ended up going to that, and then we came up with a new tradition of giving them a gift on Christmas Eve, which we had never done before. And of course, in my family, you don't touch gifts until Christmas morning. So we gave them a, a new a one gift on Christmas Eve, which turned nice. out to be pajamas and we did that every year living in nashville it turned out to be that's a family joke now you know we give them gifts the, the, even as adults my kids go oh you give me pajamas again dad you know 
but, but even if it make it fun do something completely different but we're creatures of habit we get locked into these routines and that's what makes us feel comfortable and uh, going outside the norm is uncomfortable but do that because when you when you get too comfortable in what you're doing it, you know it actually can create boredom it can create mundaneness do something incredibly different or wild. And if you look in the local papers, are you reading some fun events so that's going on around do to do something. Get out with people and yes. do something you've never done before. There's all kinds of great stuff and um, you know, it, it can really be create more excitement for the holidays for the kids. Absolutely. We we started a tradition last year and we're gonna try to continue well, not try, but we're continuing it. I mean it'll only be our second year, but that light up Main Street. And we took the boys last yeah. year and at first we fun. were we were like should we do it this and that you know and we went down we had a blast and it's only like three hours it's not you know the whole night but they liked it because they were moving they were doing you know and i think that um you know we're going to do it again yeah. this year um as a matter of fact my, my youngest son is volunteering at one of the things for an hour so we're going to be down here and get but i mean we're going to and then we're going to pick them up afterwards but this is something i want to keep doing yeah. with them but i like the pajama idea maybe we <laughs> should do that because you know what i'm thinking for the boys what am I thinking about for the boys? The onesies. Yes. <laughs> last year, funniest thing, just a quick aside, last year on th- not Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve um, my son, my nine-year-old, he was eight last year, um, loves the onesie pajamas, you know, the feet pajamas, I call them. Yeah. Loves yeah. those. Like, in winter, he lives in those. <laughs> and so his son is 13. Well, all of a sudden, his son came from his um, his mother's house, and he came, and he says, I got a surprise. Well, he comes <laughs> running out, had the same exact onesie on as yeah. my nine-year-old. <laughs> we were dying. It was so funny. We took pictures of the two of them. So what if we did this? I hope Kyle's not listening. <laughs> if you are, Kyle, block be. your ears. But um, you know what? That'd be a great tradition is on Christmas Eve, I think we should buy the kids pajamas. Yeah. And they have to wear them that night. That night. And now what I noticed is, of course, the next year we did it again, and right away they go, oh, this pajamas. So as each year would approach, we'd find a creative way of getting those pajamas to them. I uh, like we, it. I think one year we did, they had to find the gift, which distracted them from thinking it was pajamas. Oh, yeah. And when they went on a scavenger hunt in the house <laughs> to find the gifts, and they opened it, and it's pajamas. Um, so, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, You have to get more and more creative but if you keep that now that's a tradition that we created and it, even though the kids knew they were getting pajamas it's almost like they, they were expecting it, it and yeah. they look forward they to look it forward exactly because it's ours I think it. we are so stealing that one from you because we have all five of them coming Christmas Eve so all five kids are going to be together and I think you know what we're going to do that so every year we're going to buy them a pair of pajamas and you know what I think they're going to remember that did you find the picture I mean yeah you got this one giant 13 year old in a onesie it's Ken sharing for everyone listening listening out there ken is sharing with bill the photo of that but um th- we're gonna steal that one all right give us number eight <laughs> uh number eight is uh is the clincher it's be the parent you want your child to be one day mm, that's so, hard yeah and that comes back to focusing on how are you behaving are you taking care of yourself and setting up as an example for them to um you know in every day especially as parents, we're delivered stuff that gives us the opportunity to behave in a certain way. And I learned something from uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer. One thing that he said to me in one of his books is, when, when you're approached with a situation and you have the choice on, how, on what to say and how to handle it, and we know that sometimes we don't handle it very well because we're human. So what I did is I learned to ask my question, is what I'm about to say or do going to bring me close to my kids or make me right 
And that's a big oh. battle that we have on a regular basis that so causes arguments. You know, do you want to be right with your spouse or do you want to be close with your spouse? Do you want to be right with over your kids or do you want to be close to your kids? Mm-hmm. Make that decision as you approach challenging situations in a day, especially now during the holidays because, you know, uh, the pressure's up. There's more going on. And just know that you're on stage. We really have to look at that and kind of get out of our bodies and realize that you're on stage, the spotlight's on you, and your kids are watching everything you're doing. That's right. They're listening to everything that you're saying. So uh, go fast forward. Imagine your kids when they're 25. How do you want them to live their life? How do you want them to be as a parent? Now come back to today and act it out. And so you, you create the role model for them so they'll hopefully go on to be an effective effective calm unconditionally loving parent to your grandkids that's that's a great one that's a great one wow number nine well there's only eight there's only eight i had eight of them there's eight well you know what is funny is that that one there is huge because i think you have to this goes back to um i don't know what the saying is but i know maybe you guys will know it um Think before you engage your mouth or something. You know what I'm saying? Before yeah. you know, think it before you say it. Because a lot of times, like I know, for me, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Well, yes, that too. But I mean, you have to think about it before you just react. You know what I mean? Think about what you're going to say, and so you don't maybe not harm the child, but um, say something the wrong way that maybe the kid is going to remember that, and you could have maybe handled it differently in the whole situation. Well, that's why Dyer said, just stop, learn to stop yourself and just say, is what I'm about to say going to bring me close or make me right? And unfortunately, the world is filled with engagements of people just being right all the time. And that one there, too, like you said, falls into um, relationships. I mean, definitely mm-hmm. with your spouse. I mean, stop and think about it before. Do I want to be? Yeah, you know what? And that's a great example. Now, I'm not saying Ken and I, but I mean, just in general, I mean, you, I think back on maybe certain times, you know, I was tired or cranky or something and just said something flippant or whatever, you know what I mean? Just to kind of, you know what I mean? And you maybe just want to stop and think about it before you engage the mouth. So so we're going to make mistakes. So oh, listeners, sure. now, listeners out there, you know, we're parents. We make mistakes. We're human. The, the object is when you catch yourself uh, when you catch yourself having taken the wrong measure of being right rather than close be able to go to your child and say mommy goofed i'm really sorry about that i did not mean to say what i said and you know what i owe you a makeup and the makeup that you apply to your child should never involve money or buying anything or gifts or anything right just spending time with them so but the whole point is to be able to come off your high horse yeah you know and and admit to your child when you make a mistake and that role that role that you're playing is an example that they'll learn by you know uh, in my early days of being a parenting expert i I spent a lot of time volunteering for the sheriff's department and my job what I was to do is to go into the prisons and talk to incarcerated fathers as a as, as a parenting expert and one of the things that I used to say to these guys because they bring them in to me like like you know 12 to 15 of them all chained together and they bring them into this room and I'd have to talk to them and the one thing that I used to say to them is your little boys are going to learn how to grow up and treat little girls simply by how he's watching you treat his mother. 
Yeah. And your little girls, if you've got girls, mm. they're going to learn how to grow up and allow themselves to be treated by other by others simply by how she's watching you treat her mother. Yeah. So that's huge. It's real huge because you know when we're when we're fortunate enough to have a significant other in our lives, it's so important that you, what you're creating in your children starts with how you're treating the other parent. And even if you don't live with the other parent, it, it, even if you're, that other parent that you picked is a knucklehead, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and is not really a good person to your to your kids, they're still the angelic adult who cared for them oftentimes. And even though they know that their mom or their dad did bad stuff, they block it out because they're still their mom or their dad. And that's what you have to remember. And I think, and this is so prevalent mm-hmm. in our situation because we're both divorced and, and you know, um, our spouses have, you know, have uh, significant others as well. But, you know, one thing too, which is huge, 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 is that when you're with um, your children, you shouldn't be putting down the other spouse you know what i mean as much as maybe you know i don't like things that have gone on i don't ever knock down my my ex in front of my child because that's still his father you know what i mean it is we're here at wapj it is 656 and we're with bill corbett and he's given us eight great tips tonight for the holidays things that you really wouldn't even think of until he mentioned them that are Really, pretty simple tips. They are, but you know what? They're very good things for people, as uh, for parents to take into consideration after listening to this. It's kind of jarred a few things on me that I want to make sure that I'm aware of. And, you, you know, sometimes that happens where it just doesn't, you know... You don't think about it. And I think that, and, and unfortunately, you know. the engaging the mouth, with <laughs> that, I have a problem with engaging that. But um, we want to thank you, Bill, for coming all the way out and uh, joining us, especially this crazy um, holiday week. But we, um, we're happy to have Bill Corbett, and he's the TV host of The Parenting Show. And uh, hopefully, like I said, um, we're going to be getting him on our local cable here by January, where I'm still working on a few things here. But Bill, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you? And uh, uh, give us your information. Well, there, I've got a lot of free uh, parenting um, information and help mm-hmm. uh, available on the website, which is cooperativekids.com. Okay. Cooperativekids.com. They can go and get, there's my articles are out there, my syndicated articles. Uh, and if they want to find out more about the TV show, it's theparentingshow.tv. Then they can actually watch um, any of the past 20 episodes for free right online until it comes to the local uh, cable channel. Okay. No, that's great. That's Excellent. fantastic. Excellent. All right. Um, Ken, why don't you take it out with um, one more time? We'll I go will. over the December 2nd um, event that's going on with WAPJ. Yes, I and, will. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and then we'll bring it out and I will answer this phone call. Okay. You've been listening to the last of three parts of a 45 minute interview I did on WAPJ Talk Radio. If you would like more help with discipline and parenting, please visit my website, www.cooperativekids.com. Making the world a better place to live begins by helping our children find their purpose. All information on this recording is the property of Bill Corbett and Cooperative Kids. Copyright 2012, Cooperative Kids Publishing.